Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. It does do a wrist action. It'll burn your wrists. I've been That's doing the... Uh, well, I mean, do you need strong wrists? Maybe. Ah, I'm ambidextrous <laughs> with the jerkin. They uh, feel like we got weak wrists these days as, as men. Maybe. Maybe with when I was exception growing up. Oh, jerking. yeah. When I was growing up, every guy had that squeezy thing. You know, you would just sit at the house and squeeze that weird hand. Uh, oh, yeah. That was like huge. Little, I have those. You know, I'm a big... Uh, Joe Rogan fan, and he had a guest on named Pavel Tatsulin, who mm. was saying if you got those, those little squeezy things, whatever they're called, um, you you just you squeeze because all you activate your entire muscular system with your hands when you squeeze them, and it, it like you can anyway. So you start with your hands and then your wrists and your forearms and your whole body. It was pretty interesting. I had Speaking no idea. Of Rogan. I, uh, you know, I saw you, I heard you on his show. That's how we met you and I, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and, uh, you, you look different than you sounded, but I, uh, <laughs> I was really, <laughs> do you get that a lot? I get that all the time. Everybody thinks I'm an old man or a weird Jew <laughs> in a wheelchair or something. Well, uh, you're not, you're a good looking guy. We got uh... your mom and some Hell sheath on. underwear. That's been pretty sweet. Hell yeah, I'm wearing them right now. Baby boy. I do that. I say baby boy a lot. from Louis, yeah. You know Louis, Louis J. Gomez? Sure. He says it a lot. I listen to his podcast and your podcast. So what happened was I heard you, I mean, Tuesdays with Stories and We Might Be Drunk, two of my favorite podcasts. Ah, you have, thank you. Do you have any other ones? That's it. That's all I can handle. Uh, two is a lot. We got to do video. You got to do Patreon. Uh, look, they make us a couple clams. They've helped on the road, so we can't complain. But it is uh, part of the biz now. You know, when I was young, it was like, I'll be a comedian. I'll just write jokes and tour and uh, bang fatties and get drunk. And then you're like, oh, you got to have a podcast now. And then you got to have a web series. And you got to have a social media and an Instagram and a TikTok. So. The list of shit that comics need just keeps growing. Full time. Seriously, it just keeps growing. Like you said, uh, yeah, Joe Rogan started something there with the podcasts. But Oh, yeah. It's fun. You seem to have fun. I enjoy listening to them. Yeah, they're great. And uh, you get jokes out of it. You, you, you start talking and you're like, oh, that could be something. And then... I never get to see my friends because we're all getting busier. So we're all on the road. He's in Cleveland. I'm in Buffalo. He's in Denver. So then you do a podcast and it's like a, a scheduled hang. A scheduled so you kind of get hang. to catch up. hundred percent. That is how I like to <clears throat> think about things when I, when I haven't seen. Well, when I'm about to do a podcast, it's like, don't talk because we're going to save it all for the right, podcast. Right. Because it's just like a scheduled hang. You gotta like hang, hang for a minute before yeah. you start. Because you might say something and exactly, you, and you don't catch it. 
And it, and it, it weirdly, it feels like when the mics are off, you're like, oh, this is so interesting. This is gold. I can't believe we wasted that. But then when you turn the mics on, you're like, I think this is all boring. Does anyone care? I, I'm gay. Whatever it is, it's all over the place. So I don't know. It, you always hear that, like, I stepped in dog shit on the way here. Save it. Save it. You're like, I don't know if that's that great, but uh, it just feels like it just <laughs> the mics weren't on. Well, um, you know, I feel like, yeah, everyone has a podcast because you have, I mean, I have a podcast, which is kind of funny. We'll just, it's called the Robert Patton Global Podcast. If I haven't introduced you yet, if you guys don't know who this is, this is Mark Normand, uh, one of the top comedians alive today and like actively, um, you know, pursuing comedy. But also you just, did you, did you shoot your Netflix special? I did. I shot it on Wednesday. Uh, two shows in Midtown Manhattan. It went. It went pretty well. Happy with it. Can't complain. So uh, that'll be out in uh, at Halloween time, around Halloween time. So they're really putting it up, editing it, and flipping it out pretty quick. So uh, I got to write some new goddamn material ASAP. Well, congratulations on that. That's a huge, you know, um, momentous sort of thing right isn't it thanks thank you appreciate it yeah i I never thought i'd get on netflix (laughs) i know i mean i know a lot about you whatever because i listened to all the pods you have the um you know out to lunch special on youtube it has over seven million views and that's pretty fucking rad right hell yeah hell yeah again biggest failure of my life was not getting anyone to buy that and then it turned into the biggest uh saving grace whatever you want to call it biggest upswing biggest uh shocker uh one in the pink one in the stick i it, it just killed it did well and now i'm so glad nobody bought it because i i have the whole thing i own it so hell it'll yeah work out. and you know i'm curious and I don't, I don't think this is insider baseball too much but like how much does youtube pay for like a million uh, views or something not not a ton. Uh, let's see. We got a million views within like a month, and I think I made seven grand that month. They pay you monthly. Oh, okay. yeah, seven grand. Okay. And then it was it trickled from there on. But you get a grand here, twelve hundred there, maybe twenty two hundred one month, and so I made it all back pretty quick. And here's the thing: is like a lot of my friends got a Comedy Central YouTube, and they give you a nice chunk of change. But I've already surpassed that because mine keeps going. It's it's accumulating. I could have it up for a hundred years and keep getting paid. So I won in the end. Screw you, CC. <laughs> Blow me. Uh, yeah, I was just listening to. I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's kind of weird, but uh, it also pays the bills for me because we sponsor a lot of these podcasts. But right. I, you know, so I I. I it's like a win-win. I'm listening to the people I'm paying to promote our product, and I get a little bit more of a kick out of it. And we've we've sponsored Ari Shafir in the past, and he was on Rogan, and he was talking about his Comedy Central Netflix issue, and right. So it sounds like they're going to be on the wrong side of history. Uh, yeah, a lot of nickel and diming, a lot of taking advantage of young comics who are green and 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 new and prepubescent. And I think it's going to kick them in the ass later. And I don't know. Are they just digital now? They got South Park and uh, The Daily Show, and that might be about it. So, Daily yeah, they, show they screwed gets, themselves. Gets one of these bat 
big fat thumbs uh, down for me. But uh, the old Daily Show was good, and the old Colbert Report was yeah, good. That was killer. I think we can all agree to that. But you know, you're talking just as a segue. I'm trying to get better at the whole podcasting thing. Hey, like, doing great. Uh, thank you, sir. You're too kind. Um, you know, you were talking about prepubescent uh, people, comics getting taken advantage of by Comedy Central, but you were once a prepubescent comedy, you know, talent. What? How did that whole? How did that start? If you wouldn't uh, tell us the story about, you know, how you got started in comedy. Sorry. Sure, sure. Uh, I'll try to make this interesting. I lived in a, I went to college. I got kicked out of three colleges. I finally finished at this one tiny college called Southeastern. And my parents oh. are smart, intellectual, successful adults. And my brother's kind of a genius. And I was a douche, idiot, going nowhere, waste of space, zilch. So they were like, kind of like, you got to figure something out. Uh, sorry. And uh, I was like, all right. So... I tried this, I tried that, nothing really stuck. I went to film school, that was fun, but I lived in New York, but it didn't go anywhere, so that was nothing. And then I found comedy, and I started going to open mics, and I was like, this feels like something. And I had so little going on in my life that I was like, fuck it, I will move to New York and, and attempt a comedy career. And my parents were so desperate for me to have a thing, or, or a route, or some kind of outlet. They were like, all right, see you later. So I packed up all my shit. I brought $800 and I went to New York, lived in Crown Heights, got mugged three times, got a gig at the film school that I attended as the uh, registrar. I had to kick kids out. It was a nightmare. And I just did open mics every night. I wrote in the boiler room of the film academy every day at lunch. I would skip my lunch and just wrote jokes, wrote jokes. I was horrible. I was clueless. But I was doing four or five mics a night. You make friends with other comics. You start working your way up the ranks, and uh, yeah, here we are, I don't know, 15 years later, 13 years later, 14, and uh, we're doing Netflix, we're doing YouTube. Wait, wait, what doing... year was that? Was that? I moved there in was 2000... that 2008, then, around? September of 2007, so it was, a, it was late 2007. Okay. I remember I had my birthday two weeks in New York. I didn't celebrate it. Nobody cared. Nobody knew me, and uh, yeah, and then I just kept going and eventually it clicked a little bit but it's a I couldn't do it again it was such a hard road it's so it's so scary because you're like who knows if I'll ever even get anywhere it's a huge gamble that's why it gets annoying when people say hey comedian you work one hour a night you tell dick jokes at a at a nightclub must be nice you're like yeah yeah but you give up your 20s and move out there and be broke and live on dumplings and dollar pizza and suck dick and do crank and you know all that shit. So that's the hard part is the giving up 10 years of your life to uh, to maybe make it. There's no guarantees. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, that's a similar kind of thing that I had going with, um, with Sheath. You know, I yeah. had the idea. It was right in a year later, two, 2008. Uh, you know, but I joined the army in 2006. Wow. Um, and I was 26. So I was like right in the middle of it all. When like I was in Iraq within six months of joining the army. And then wow. right, they yeah. just pumped. It was like a pump and dump or whatever. But it got us in oh, there. Yeah. And then 
I was back for a year and I went back to Iraq. So that 2007, when you were moving to New York, I was probably like in air assault school doing uh, repelling from helicopters and whatnot. Sounds cooler. It's that, it was pretty cool. I'll admit. Uh, <laughs> were you scared? Point, uh, yeah, but you, you're, you're in a line like that. You, the guys going in front of you, the guys going behind you and you, wow. You just, they go, you go. And then, the guy's like behind you, you know, like go and you just do it. And yeah, that's it was the best way to do it. I just got to yeah. go. Don't even think about it. Because uh, if you overthink, you'll, you won't do anything in life. Hesitation is a killer. So that they're, they're smart to do it that way in the uh, military. Well, and it's smart to be dumb sometimes when yeah. it comes to pursuing your dreams. Because you're just dumb enough to think that you could do it or whatever not think too much about it like like you thought you could be a comedian and, and you were right but a lot of people overthink is my point they'll like talk themselves out of it right you know? right yeah yeah and you know i had friends when they were 28 they got married they bought a house they had a 401k and a and, a, and medical i haven't had health care since 88 so the whole thing was a risk and uh, everybody tried to talk me out of it but what else am i doing you know, I just wanted to not have a day job. I wanted to get out of a cubicle. I wanted to get out of the tie and the bad coffee and the fluorescent lights in the office setting. And uh, even if I just was a road dog making, you know, 40 grand a year doing comedy clubs in a mall, that's still better to me than than the nine to five. So that was the goal just to get to there. Well, and you took it. You know, comic comedians and fighters, you guys can take your career sort of in your own hands. Whereas, like, you know, I was I was doing that office job, like you're talking about. I was like 23, 24, working a payroll. I was in a cubicle, and I I was in Orange County at the mm. time. And I remember this kid, guy, young man, came in, and he was like showing us his headshots because he was going to make it in Hollywood, but he was just working as a temp. In, at the, in the payroll department with with me and my team and yeah you know i never saw him make it he he ultimately left the payroll department and but uh you know like with la and acting you're what you're auditioning and you know are they going to accept you but you just with in comedians you can force it sort of by being great you know and, right. and it's unden undeniable all right yes uh, just taking a quick commercial break here for Instant Kava from OhanaKavaBar.com. You can get that kava at a discount with uh, promo code SHEATH10 at checkout at OhanaKavaBar.com. What is kava? It is a root from the South Pacific, kind of like an alcohol, but it's a, it's a herbal Xanax they call. It makes you calm and happy. It's kind of like a mix between weed, coffee, and alcohol in the sense that it gives you uh, energy like coffee. It's a social lubricant like alcohol, and it cools you down, chills you out like a little bit of weed. Definitely check it out. It's great. One of my very good friends owns the company. I highly recommend it and trust the brand wholly. So all you got to do is go to ohanakavabar.com, use promo code SHEATH10, and you will save 10%. You got these um, Kraken extracts. These will hit you extra hard. I like the traditional. This is instant traditional, but we have regular traditional 
And the tincture is uh, also one of my favorite things. So if you want to, if you've never tried it, try the tincture and, and go from there. It's, it's good. Trust me. It, it, it relieves anxiety. It kind of numbs your mouth a little bit as well. So it's definitely gives you a, a, a little head change that is for the positive. So give it a shot and back to the show. Thanks. That, that is a perk. The acting, you're leaving so much up to chance and so much up to the auditioning people picking you, you know? Whether like, or not I, you're going to blow them or not. Right, or yeah, whatever. you can do the casting couch, whatever it is. But I I like the Robert Rodriguez uh, uh, version, you know, make a movie uh, uh, with your own money, shoot it with 8mm or 16mm, whatever that is, and, and Quentin Tarantino shooting your own shorts and just putting it out there, you know, give yourself a, a chance. And uh, these other guys who just do auditions and hoping to get discovered at the Soda Jerk in Beverly Hills, I mean, that shit is long gone. So I don't know. That 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 whole world freaks me out. I don't know how actors do it. You know, like, you got to be smoking hot or you got to have a look. Even if you're Daniel Day-Lewis and you never get picked, what good is it? So... At least comedy, right? you have yeah, some... Yeah, you could be the greatest actor that ever lived. Yeah, at least comedy, you have some control. And now with the internet and YouTube and, and cell phones, you can put anything out there. These guys are blowing up on TikTok, and uh, they don't have a joke to save their life when they hit the hit the funny bone stage. But, you know, it's a, it's an outlet. It's it's a way to get in. Uh, I heard, I went and saw Tim Dillon recently and he had a opener named Marcelo Hernandez, I think he's mm. from Miami. And he was like, I don't, he was like, I have 300,000 followers on TikTok and I haven't made $1, you know, uh. and he's, he's like, it's the only like platform where you, ha- you can have so many customers but not make any money or whatever and yeah are you yeah, are you on scary. there i don't think so i think yeah. i'm on there i pay a, uh, an asian kid okay. to do the whole thing because i'm just like i got insta i got twitter i got facebook i got email i got Pornhub, i got brazzers i got grinder so I, I can't keep up with all the appetizers so i just throw it off to some kid and i give him 10 cents much like nike and he just sits in a room and does it himself. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, it's too much. I want to write good jokes and move on with my life. But I got to ask, you're a real man. You built a career. You got your own underwear. How the hell did you go from military to uh, having sex with kids to uh, starting your underwear company? <sighs> It was like a long journey. You know, I was listening to Rogan and I'll segue. I was, I don't know why I'm bringing Rogan up a lot, but he was talking about how people are asking him for all this money to uh, start this thing. And I did uh, that when I was trying to start my thing to my rich uncle who, you know, laughed me. Well, he didn't laugh at me, but he just like ignored the question almost and didn't uh, give me anything. So I had to figure it out on my own and, and you know, to what Rogan said was like, I'm not going to give you money if you don't know what you're doing. And, and, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was in the military. I'm trying to start an underwear company to compete with these established brands that have been around for a hundred years. Who yeah. do I think I am? Um, but I read these books, um, Think and Grow Rich and uh, 
success through a positive mental attitude and these types of things. And it tried to made me think that it was possible. You know, I try to, wow. to feed my feed myself those kind of affirmations that you that I can do it and visualizing what it would be like when it when I finally was successful and just having that dream. And I always had an entrepreneurial attitude, like a hustle, hustling kind of an attitude. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I was in the army and I was doing well, but I had the idea and, and I, and I was like sharing it with people. And I, and I told my brother, my younger brother, who's now my business partner, shout out ah, to Matt. There you go. Yeah. He, he, and he loved the idea and he, he just really pressured me to move forward with it. And so we, I made some prototypes and started poking around the internet to see how I could have some made. I had a thousand of them made uh, from a company in Pakistan. You just, I won't get into the details, but that was in 2010 and it was a complete like bust or whatever. I, wow. I rushed production. Yeah, rushed production and the product I got was unsellable. Wow. I spent my last $5,000 and so I, um, that set, set us back three years. Wow. And yeah. So in that three years, I went and worked at a tailor and learned how to sew properly. What? I had got out of the army. Yeah. Cause I had, I got out of the army to do this. And while I was going to school, cause they pay you to go to school when you get out of the army, I was working yeah. for this tailor for free, learning how to sew. And I made a new prototype that was really good. And yeah. we, we, you know, we did a Kickstarter. You've heard of that. Uh-huh. No. You, oh yeah, heard of that? I know the kick. Of course, yeah. I've, I've, so, I've donated a couple bucks to a few kicks in my day. Nice, me too. Yeah, it's good to support these companies because that's like the people speaking and letting, you know, like uh, just new innovative ideas get brought to fruition, and and it really helped this dream come true. And I, you know, and I kind of think that sometimes the universe works in ways to help you manifest what you're trying to do, because mm-hmm. like. Kickstarter came out of nowhere right when I happened to need it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and it was successful. But then, you know, we we got the product from China and we and we gave it to all of the people that that invested, but then and it was good, but when I went to reorder, the company fucked us and they Ah. sent me a bunch of bullshit product on the second batch. So we got set back again. But I never gave up. And this is the key. The key. Because, yeah, the key, because it was like, I still was like, we're, doesn't matter. We're still going to figure this thing out. And as luck would have it or fate would have it, um, the universe sent us this manufacturer who we're with still to this day, who the ones you're wearing were made by. And they, uh, they were like, can we, can we make your underwear for you? And I was like, okay, I'll send you a sample. They, they made it better. Uh-huh. They fixed it. They made it even better than what you know what I had made. So um, there was like a year in between this, these productions. But every time I would get like this insecurity about whether or not we were going to be successful, I would go to the closet and grab that pair and I would put it on, and it was so good. You know, yeah. you know how it is. Like I don't know. I really like the underwear, and so I was like this is perfect. They were so good. And so it just gave me that confidence to keep moving forward. 
we did another Kickstarter in 2014. It was successful. And ever since then, we've doubled in growth every year, um, which is pretty good growth. And if we keep that up, we'll be hitting a billion in like five more years or something. Oh, crazy. my you know Lord. I mean, I'm kind of joking, but you know oh. how it starts multiplying and uh, it'll be up there. If we keep doubling, it's just it's easy to double from 100,000 to 2,000 or 500,000 to a million. But then when you're going, and we're not here yet. We're like, I don't want to give too much away, but we're, uh, we'll be hitting like 10 in the next, like next year, hopefully. Right. Yeah. So we're at like, and, um, and we might triple this year, which is pretty cool. Thanks in part to you and a lot of the guys we're working with just really killing it. Come um, on. Hey, it's, really- it's a good product. We love it. I'm wearing them right now. It's, it's all you. And it's so crazy that you're, you're holding on to like, a million guys balls right now. Isn't that fat? Like all over the world. Isn't that wild? You've got these balls in your hands. Uh, it's a uh, good hands in all state. You're entrusted. Exactly. That's exciting. It's, it's kind of um, surreal at times, you know, I've, I've taken a step back and I'll ask you about this because like, uh, you know, it came from nothing, right? And yeah. and then you, if you take a moment to just realize what you've built, you can't dwell on it for more than like a couple of minutes or whatever. But like, you'd be like, I did something, you know? Yeah, um, it's it's very exciting. I mean, a nightmare to do. Again, don't know if I could do it over, but uh, I'm glad I did it. And you know, how some people have a kid and they're like, oh, my God, we want to abort it. This is horrible. I'm too young. I have no money. And then they go, I love this kid so much. I can't imagine not having this kid. If he wasn't here, I'd be miserable. And I feel like comedy's like that. You know, it's it's got diapers on. It's crying. You miss everything. You don't go to your friend's wedding. You can't get laid. You're doing this. It's taking up all your time. And then now I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love it. Without comedy, I would be ruined. So... Yeah, I mean, I was a sad, Without depressed fan. you, kid. comedy would be ruined. Ah, uh, no. You add a lot to comedy. It's good, man. The queefs and the, the gays. I'm a Tuesday. Shout out to the gays. Praise Allah. Allah. You, I, when I first started listening to Tuesdays with Stories, which I highly recommend, and We Might Be Drunk, I don't know which one's my favorite, but with Tuesdays with Stories... You would the, all the queefs and the stick it in my ass and, and see if I come and all and I would like are these guys gay and uh, you were calling uh, Joe fatty and I was like is he fat and then I finally uh, saw uh, Joe <laughs> and I was like he's not fat at all he's a handsome yeah. man yeah uh, you got that right yeah it's just you know you get a rapport you get a rhythm and uh, catchphrases start to stick. We've been doing the show for a goddamn eight years. I mean, the show's got uh, almost got pubic hair. Whoa, We're getting so old. Jesus. I didn't and, know it was that old. I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just grown to this uh, kooky, wacky thing, and there's some guy in India listening to it right now with his friends in a basement cackling, uh, and then they die of COVID. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's made a, it's made a lot of people excited. That's why the, the canceling or whatever you offended stuff is so weird because you're like, this has made so many people happy and got people through things. And we get all these nice messages and Chipotle. So I don't know. We're just trying to be goofballs and say kooky, weird shit and get a, get a giggle out of you. I giggle 
so much. It's like, oh, great. you know, on Tuesday morning, I get you guys and, and the Believe You Me podcast with Louis J. Gomez and Michael Bisping. And I always usually listen to your guys' first because, I don't know, I just it's funny. And I one of my new catchphrases I stole from you is, to each is anal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I don't know where I that a, weird, weird looks. I was I was just taking a college course again. Me and my wife decided to take ceramics class uh, ah. this past summer semester, and I would say that to some of the students in class, and they would just give me a weird look. But <laughs> that's I, you know, I sp- oh, it's sorry. fun. Yeah. Well, and you know, sponsor Nick DiPaolo. He's kind of crazy, and I got a sure. what up Nicka shirt, and <laughs> that's probably a little bit. I see. Was walking the line there, Fatty. But I know, cool. and I'm not supposed to do that because I'm ah, gonna stay corporate and what. We're all gonna die one day. I mean, you're you're your own guy. That's you're true. off in the woods uh, shooting things with a crossbow and skinning them alive and plowing your wife in a, in a on a deck. So I think you're you're mm-hmm. good, man. You're you're living life. I didn't even know you were married, but your wife must love sheath because my girl says like the the hottest thing a guy can do is take a risk. And have it have it pull off. She's like, I don't care if you're ripped, got a huge dong, uh, donating to charity. She's like, I like a guy who starts his own business, doesn't have a boss. That's hot, and that's you. You're, you're a, a veteran hey. with, with a beard, and uh, you know you've killed an elk with your bare hands, and you've <laughs> you know dragged a gay guy from your truck, whatever it is. And uh, I think the the wife must love Keep that. Up. She she gets turned on. She stays wet. I say sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I'm very fortunate. She's she's as good. She's very good to me. I'm very blessed. There as, you and go. congratulations on your your engagement. You know that's, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a lucky guy. He's but, very lucky. Yeah, very scary. It's very adult. We're all nervous, but uh, you know. We're all gonna die one day. Might as well try try this whole thing out. And she was really pushing for it. So I'm, you know, I'm getting older. Well, what are you? Sixty eight? You're what are you? You're forty. Yeah. Forty three. Forty three. Okay. Thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. About to be thirty eight in a month. And uh, I don't know, like, how long can you just run around? And and plus, like, times are changing, and people get upset, and this and that. So. I feel like let me settle down and 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 just put the close the book on that chapter and and just try to focus on everything else. Yeah, it, and if you can settle into it, it's nice. There's yeah. always the the what you know weird comparisons of like if I guess if you didn't do what you're gonna do, yes. but I think um, it it's good. It's you know it's. Uh, companionship and you know you just have to wrap your mind around and it's it is kind of weird but um i think for the most part it's the way to go ultimately and you want to maybe have a couple kids or whatever yeah Yeah, i mean i don't i'm not you know i I, yeah i'm happy i'm very happy with with my marriage it's hard sometimes but you've been i'm sure you know like any relationship there's I, I say that, you know, be patient and be nice, you know, because and be understanding of, that they're probably going through something and just let it kind of float off. You know, here, if you here. get offended by, you know, whatever, 
You right. just have to let a lot of shit go. Just be, yeah. more, be more patient with them than you are with anyone else and, and, and yourself and be patient with yourself. It's, it's going to be challenging, but I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, good. Uh, are you going to have a couple of rugrats, a couple of little sheath panties running around the house or what are you thinking? I, I have, I have one in college, so I have ah. one early. One of those. Yeah, so you we, did that already. Had, yeah. So I'm kind of, moving on and just i'm enjoying i but i love kids and i, I yeah. would i would yeah we might adopt actually you know Whoa, so. the ultimate uh <laughs> you know gift the ultimate sacrifice good for you yeah we do we try to be good people we, we do foster a lot of dogs i mean not ah. like that's weird we've done like hundreds of dogs so my wife yeah. is very like caring and giving and so uh, she's I call her Saint Stacy because she's just uh, fucking she's helping the blind and the deaf and the fucking wow. animals and yeah so See, she's she's one of those that's the real deal everybody else is online tweeting about activism and shit she's out there helping the fucking blind people and and walking them with the dog uh, walking them foster dogs to take a shit and picking up the shit and helping kids I mean that's that's the real philanthropy or. Uh, Real uh, activism is just going out and helping people or helping dogs and not not trying to get pats on the back for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not trying to – we're not social justice warriors by any means. I am – it's entertaining, I guess. It's infuriating, these people. Cause I, and I have a daughter who's that age, and she'll – be like, you would agree with me that there's a lot of Asian hate going on right now, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I love Asians. I don't fucking know. Right, right. And like, I, I, I don't see Asian hate personally, but if you want to correlate some you know, violence that happened to Asians as like everyone hates Asians now, then I don't fucking know. I'm gonna, I kind of stay out of a lot of the stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. his, history... Time will will tell all this shit out. You know what I mean? Like all mm. these people saying what they think they know now. Like, right. And right. I'm like, I'm just gonna. I I don't know know anything, but I know that printing money is probably not the best thing. And you <sighs> know, as bad as as bad as Trump was, he was more. You know, I don't want to get into that too much, but yeah, yeah. Been, maybe some people might think he was better than what is currently happening right now. And sure, he might even say he's the real president. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> well, it just feels like every there's a hashtag and there's a victim du jour. We gotta we gotta support this group now. We can only support one at a time. Right before that, it was women. Then it was trans. Then it was BLM. And you can only do one. And you're like, well. Be uh, Asian hate seems like it's kind of over. So are Asians just fine now? Like, is that done? It's all very trending and social media fueled. I, I, I hate all of it. Just help people. Be nice. Be a decent human being. Throw some money at stuff if you can. If you can afford it. And uh, what is it? Be the change you want to see. Like, uh, you go. You go help the blind or the gay or whatever it is. You know. You give them a hand and stop tweeting about everyone else being a piece of shit. Because that doesn't make you a better person. Ugh, it's so gross. And I, I've yeah, I've gotten entangled in a couple of the Twitter battles really? where somebody will say something stupid, and and well, and then I'll say something back. Like I'm usually pretty sarcastic about it, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, she's really smart. When 
you know, about saying something about some political figure that did something stupid and I'll be like, but they say it's smart. And to me, it's like so dumb and I'll just go along with them and be like, yeah, she's a genius, but just. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cause yeah, I can't, it's silly. It's, it comes back to narcissism. A lot of people like to use other people's oppression to prop up their shit. And you're like, that's kind of fucked up. I don't know. You want to help? Go mm-hmm. help. But I, I don't know. It's a, it's a honky move for sure. So it's, it's a white lady thing a lot. Oh yeah. Um, so who the hell knows? But, uh, yeah, just, uh, go create something, go, go add something to the world. I don't know. Get, yeah. get an underwear company no, going, write a joke. Or make, make some pottery, get do play the piano, fucking create yeah. I like art, you know, um, quit complaining all the time. There's a lot of stuff to be grateful for. I think in yes. this world. Yes. Here, here. It's so easy. There's two sides of the coin. You can see the negative or the positive. I'm yes, there's negative fucking. It's always been that way. And it probably always will be that way. So how good is it yeah. to point it out constantly? Right. You know, right. just bringing me down. Quit, be a fucking tell a, a dirty joke. I like, like stupid, you know, retarded shit. It's that makes us laugh. That guttural instinct when someone says something they're not supposed to say. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Of so. course, of course. Yeah, it's, it's just words, and then they want to shut comics down or or shut political pundits down, and then they're like, "Hey, this guy can't speak at the university." And then they also say, "Silence is violence." So you're like, "Well, which one is it?" Now you're silencing that person. Is that violent? I, I don't know. It's all very convenient. On the right and the left, everybody's all over the road. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I don't know, it's, it's weird how you have to pick one. You know, people are like, what side are you on? You're like, maybe I'm bi. How come I can't be bi? We don't do that with bi people. You know, we don't go, bisexuals, you got to pick dick or pussy or, or you're fired or whatever. Like, come on, quit your belly aching. Have a, have a margarita and, yeah. and blow me. Speaking of margaritas, um, another segue baby boy we gotta get off the politics and sure um, sure sorry i don't know i I don't know anything about politics anyway i know Uh well you know what oopsie shame bell i uh i'm voting for dave smith so i'm gonna now i'm back (laughs) on politics i love dave smith and um, he's a smart guy yeah he really is he breaks shit down so logically and kind of weirdly handsome he reminds me of this actor um, that was in Swingers, the tall dude. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. He really, in a weird way, his voice reminds me of him. You might see it at some point. You'll I can to. hear that. I get, I get it. It's kind of almost valley girly. He's, he's a genius. I love him. And I hope he, I'll, I'm going to, I'm pushing for him 100% because, you know, the alternatives are stupid and it would be and i liked i want to shake it up i like the shaking it up aspect of because the the, you know as it is it's just a little bit gross the whole system you know yeah yeah yeah. i blame the internet i think the internet is a problem oh my god or social media i should say the internet's fun we got uh youtube and pornhub and all that so and robin hood and you know fun stuff grubhub but uh the, the social media, it just kicks people up. We go back to tribalism and we go, uh, oh, I, I'd rather yell at this person 
then me get shamed. So I'll, I'll jump in because I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get condemned and 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 put in the 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 stocks. You know, I'd rather just kind of go with the flow, and so then they won't come after me. There's a lot of that. It's a lot of piling on, and look at me because I'm. I mean. <laughs> pointing out how bad this person is. So look at me, I'm good. But those are usually the worst people. I feel like the ones yeah. that are pointing out that look at him, you know, he's doing something bad when you're just trying to cover up the shit you're probably doing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. How many times have we seen that before? Like this person has a mean tweet and then you look up like, well, so did you five years ago. And they're like, well, I've evolved. You're like, well, how come maybe uh, they'll evolve? I don't know. Like, Maybe they evolved. They don't give those people that, that grace of maybe they evolved. So I, uh, fuck them. I don't want anything to do with people like that. I'll take their money, though. They can come watch yeah, the shows sure, and buy their sure. underwear. But I'm not going to hang out with you if you're fucking here, like, here. being a little, little bitch. <laughs> you know? Ultimately, just like point the finger at other people, like go do something with yourself. And you, and on that note, like you're doing something that is pretty exciting, I think. And it, like everyone has a podcast, a lot of celebrities are making beverages these days, but you and Sam Morell are making a, a bourbon or whiskey or what? A rye. A rye. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like a sake, a sakai. No. Well, it's like a bourbon almost. It's a, it's a type of whiskey. And, uh, oh. you know, we love that Don Draper shit, that 50s clinking glasses with the ice cube at the bar cart. And we like booze. We like whiskey. And we said, why the hell not? We're on the road every week. We're basically doing a campaign. Might as well bring some, some sauce out there and give it to every comedy club. The comedy club will make okay. a cocktail. They'll sell that shit. So I think it's kind of a, a no-brainer. And... How cool would it be to pull a like a Clooney or a Ryan Reynolds or a Cabo Wabo and sell that shit down the line for ten bill or whatever? Fuck yeah! So well, we're giving it a shot. What, I feel like you guys came up. What, what, what's the name of it? Because have you like solidified a name? We officially saw sold on cat, Fat Cat because it's like a New York Fat Cat, you know, high society bow tie undone. Um, with a top know, hat, like a cat with a top hat. Maybe? Exactly, exactly. So, and we're we're a bunch of casual queefs. You know, we're not we're not very buttoned up, but that we thought it'd be funny if we have a liquor that's that's all classy. But even though we're we're a bunch of degenerates, so this guy in Houston reached out. He's a he's a distillery guy or whatever you call it, and he's signed up, and it's already being made. And we tasted a bunch. We picked the one we liked. We're putting a label on that bitch, and uh, onward and upward. Smart. You can't go wrong with that. I know, you know, McGregor just did it and I think yeah. he sold for five hundred billion with proper Whoa. Whiskey. Is that right? And as yeah, yeah, yeah. As your careers progress, you know, this you you'll carry that brand name of the, the whiskey fat cat uh, with you and it'll it's if you gotta believe, baby. You know what I mean? Just like visualize oh, yeah. it being a very successful brand and you know there's something to that and a lot of people think it's stupid right and it might yeah. say it's like woo wooey magic but what it really is is when you're visualizing it you're you know you're thinking about it right then and there and then you'll maybe have this idea at, at 
of how to get one step closer to making that a reality. And the more you think about it or obsess about it, um, you know, the more time you're spending bringing it to fruition, you know, like you, I would imagine you're obsessed with comedy. Yeah. Right? Big time. Like, like it's all you think, not all you think about, but like, it's a pretty constant, just part of your thinking. That's the way Definitely. you think maybe. It's I, I basically have a comedy filter on my brain. So no matter if I'm at a baseball game or a bar or a pet shop, I'm just thinking, how could this be funny? Where's what's the joke here? What's the twist? I went to Niagara Falls yesterday and now I'm working on this whole thing about, you know, they're like the shoreline. We lose an inch every year with climate change. And I, I thought maybe it could be funny with uh, there could be some funny parallel between losing your hair and climate change. Like I'm losing an inch every year. Oh my God, we got to do something. We got to get in there. And it, it's not there yet, but you can see that there could be a premise there. So I'm always noodling, always thinking. Yeah. I love you, you and Sam do your, your bits, you know? Um, so you're working out those bits. Oh yeah. I enjoy that. And I love how you and Joe play off of each other. Like you'll just be saying something and it'll be like, I don't know the way you play off of a word and then it's a, it's the same word, but in like in a different context. And then he'll say the same, another same word in a different context. And I'm not really giving the full picture. You have to listen to the show, but it's hilarious. And I love it. Oh, thanks. Very witty. Dream of conscious. Uh, He'll say, I got a bow and arrow and I'll say Bo Jackson and he'll say arrowhead. And then we just keep kind of, Tagging yeah. it up for it's just puns and alliteration. Who who the hell knows? We we just kind of don't think about it and just open our mouth and see what falls out. And I think that's a fun exercise, just yeah, oh in yeah. general conversation. You know, definitely I try to do that too. It gets the brain cooking. You know, you're always looking for some connection or some joke. And uh, after we do Tuesdays, we hit the we turn those mics off. And we kind of woo. That's an hour of just bah, 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 you know. And uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's good for the brain. You know, they say old people should do crossword puzzles. Fuck that. Old people should uh, write jokes with their friends in real time publicly. Yeah, you're super sharp and quick on all of these things. And the way you fucking will remember actors and movies and, (laughs) like, whatever, it's like you're on some limitless pill or some shit. Right. Oh, thanks. I mean, but just you're just ex- but, but you're just exercising. Yeah, like years yeah. of exercising this thing, and that's kind of like what I'm trying to get from this podcast is really improving my level of communication um, and being able to just stay focused. Because a lot of times I'll be talking to someone and my mind will just drift off to business or meetings i gotta do later or whatever and i'm like sure Fuck, what were they just talking about yeah you gotta stay in it stay in it yeah lock in baby but and it's funny that's what cause... i and oh sorry you Go keep ahead. going no 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 no. i was done oh all right it's funny because podcasting is just part of our life it's kind of like gardening or knitting you know my mom has a podcast it's just something you do now like oh it's a it's the new hobby everybody's got a pod every business has a pod um, you know, every athlete has a pod. I mean, Kevin Hart has a podcast. This, who, who's busier than Kevin Hart? Conan gave up his 
talk show to do a podcast. You're like, it's just become this new mm-hmm. kind of standard thing in America that you got to have. Uh, Ted so Cruz, it's fun. Megan, Megan Kelly. There you go. You know, senators and shit are having it. I have senators. it. And, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> and, and it's kind of well, cool. Like there's ahead. too many of them. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's got one and oh, yeah. some of them have two listeners, mm-hmm. but it's funny because, uh, before you hid everything, you like wrote a diary, you had a journal. And if anybody read it, you'd kill yourself. But now we're putting all our journals out there. And if nobody hears it, you kill yourself. So we've completely flipped on privacy <laughs> and, uh, you, you, you got to have one now. It's just part of life. It's like having an agent or a checking account or, or a driver's license. It's, it's fascinating. That thing you just said about the diary being like flipped inside out, it could be some a bit maybe because that could be a bit. Like, you, you used to maybe write the secrets like, oh, I'm sexually attracted to this person. But now, you know, it's just all out over the internet. And right. And, you know, and if you don't respect it, then you're a fucking misogynist or some kind of uh, ist where you don't <laughs> like them. Because yeah. It's like, keep it to yourself, though. We used to just keep this kind of stuff to ourselves and everything was fine. I yeah. think that might be a move uh, at, in the future, maybe. It's like some more privacy would help us all get along a lot better instead of forcing people to accept my weird or whatever my uniqueness in some way like just don't worry about what i'm doing don't worry about what i think yeah you know yep well it seems like technology is getting better and people are getting worse it almost seems like uh we're not catching Uh up to the technology keeps advancing and people keep going more primitive it almost seems like we're getting more tribal we're getting more divided we're getting more uh, no. scared of like what side you're on and what you said and what you did in the past and all that. So it's, it's a, it's a very, uh, like put you in the stocks, throw tomatoes at your face kind of culture. We're back to, and I, I thought we got out of that. The gallows. Yeah. We're fucking bringing back the gallows. Hang, the gallows. hang that motherfucker and fucking right. cheer it on and bring your and kids let's to watch. watch and yes. Yeah. John Freud, baby. What's that? Schadenfreude. I don't know. You know what that means? No. That's the German word for uh, getting pleasure out of other people's pain. Ah, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Well, um, you know, you were talking about podcasts. Everybody has one. And I heard this, and I don't know where I heard it from, but it's like the new social media, not new. But it's almost like the ultimate social media because it's not a tweet. It's not this post that can be taken out of context. It's a long-form conversation that we can actually get the whole picture, you know, of who these people are, you know, as much as you can. But much more so than any tweet or post or picture of, like, look at me. I'm in Niagara Falls, you know, looking beautiful or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm on top of the world, but yeah, this is just the realness, and it's it's bringing. I feel like it brings us together in a way. Like this is awesome. I'm loving this. I'm able to talk to you, and without podcasts, I might be able to DM you. But yeah. in this way, and you know, I really appreciate you coming on here. We got a little bit longer, but. This is oh, no, really huge. thanks for having me. It's, yeah, it's cool it's, to 
have a sponsor and actually enjoy the product. I'm wearing it right now. My balls are being cupped as we speak by a sheath panty. And I know the guy who made it. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, you can't get more intimate than this. Like, we are in business together and banging and uh, podcasting. Like, we are in it, baby. It's a match made in heaven. And I, because I love your guys, your comedy, you know, and that's what I've been doing with Sheath is reaching out to just people I like. You know, I'm not like, I got to get on some TV show Uh, commercial. It's like, you know, I want to work with the people I enjoy listening to because I know other people are going to enjoy listening to them. And we're all kind of maybe of the same like mind, open-minded somewhat at least also. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's just fun for me to be able to promote sheath through people. I enjoy like, consuming their media and stuff like fighters and you and all the comedians. I work with the fucking best comedians, you Tim Dillon and you know, Joe and Sam and like all these big name guys like Ari Shafir and like even Schultz, Andrew Schultz, fucking Bill Burr. We sent him some stuff like, Oh, wow. We got to get Louie. We got to get Louie and Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seinfeld's a tough was, nut to crack. <laughs> That's so cool, though, man. I love hearing the stories about you know your interactions with him and your insecurity. Like you're like, oh, is he going to text me back or whatever? Or, oh yeah. You know, it's it's because it's real, and you know, I've had that kind of interaction with quote unquote celebrities, and you know, and it's just like. You don't want to overstep and, you know, be needy or be like, oh, be my friend, you know, or anything. You know, it is sure. it just is what it is. Um, if some, you know, it, but it is cool that you got to open for him and, um, you know, you Unreal. have his number. And, yeah. Unreal. The fact that I have his number is the craziest thing. You know, I've done Netflix. I got a 7 million view uh, YouTube, podcast, whatever it is, all that shit. The fact that I have Seinfeld's number is the takes the cake. Unbelievable. I grew it's up fucking... watching that with my family. It's, I mean, the whole thing is bananas. It's, it's crazy. Life can be that long that you can get there. Right. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. He's a legend. I love him. He's, oh, yeah. you know, that who's that other guy that I like? Well, Norm Macdonald. Oh um, yeah, like a, amazing. But a, this guy's a clean fuck. He's clean. He's one of the clean. Sebastian Brian old, Regan. Old school Regan. Regan. I love Regan. Is that him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you gotta love. You gotta love the Reg. Funny guy. He's still so, funny after all these years and clean. Yeah. yeah one of the best. Uh, one of the best. A recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you don't know I'd him. Die. Check him out, young folks. A lot of younger people I don't think know about Regan, but he's a he's a monster. I mean, he's been doing do it that. since he was like eighteen or some shit, right? Yeah. And he was and he's like probably fifty. It's like so once you become a master at something you've been doing it for fifty years or thirty, forty years, right? Like, how could you not? Yeah, yeah, no, so true. He's a he's an expert at this point. But that's the thing about comedy. What's so cool about it is, sure, he's a beast and a killer and, a, and one of the funniest guys on stage. But he can still go out and bomb. He can still try a new bit, 
And even though he's this, you know, comedy guru guy, he can still suck. And that's what's great about comedy is it's you never have you can never crack it all the way. And it's always this mystery out there in the in the ether, you know, and it's uh, that's what's special about it. Well, how do you compose a joke? Well, it's tough. It's it's almost <laughs> hard to explain because a joke is it doesn't really exist. I mean, until you write it down or say it into a microphone and record it, but it's uh it's like a little invention. You have an idea and then you think, "Okay, I got to say this idea to people and hopefully it goes in their head and then I can twist it and it gets a laugh or I can exaggerate it and it gets an involuntary laugh." And then you got to have an idea that no one else thought of. Also, you could go on original, but now you're a hack. So you right. got to take this weird route and what makes music pleasurable? You know, like I'll put a beat here, a beat there, then a bell, then a horn, then a guitar. Like, how do they know that that's going to sound good or catchy? And it's the same with comedy, I think. How do they how do we know it's going to twist in your brain and, and make certain synapses fire to go? Ha ha. And then you have to do that for the whole room. <laughs> you have to make the whole room yeah, laugh probably, in unison. Is it happened to you? Like you'll be sitting there thinking of, and something some might say comes from like divine, whatever, a muse or something. It come, this idea comes from somewhere and then you chuckle yeah, and then you go write it down or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. And then you got to fine tune it. You got to say, okay, if I say it like this, it doesn't work. But if I say it like that, it kills. So I got to remember how I said it. And it's a lot of trial and error. It's very humiliating. Uh, I've had jokes where people go, no, that ain't it. That ain't it. And I'm like, all right, all right, let me, let me get there. And then a week later it's killing. And I, I want to go, I want to go up to the, that ain't it guy and go, Hey, Dickless, I got it working. No, thanks to you. Like, I know it didn't work then, but that's, that's all part of it. Like it's, we're such a no, no, no culture that like a lot of people don't let you grow. And, uh, I don't know. It's a big part of comedy is like trying it and failing. And that's why a lot of people don't write new material because it's humiliating and it, and it, it hurts. And you go, people go, this guy's a, a beast. Why is he bombing? And you're like, like Louis would bomb for three months with a new special and then he would be killing again. And you're like, that's what it's all about. And it's a good metaphor for life. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, like you have to work these things out. Yeah. And, uh, Life is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And they say uh, public, what is it? Public speaking is like the number one fear in Americans. So imagine not only are we public speaking, but we're public speaking, attempting a laugh and then not getting one. Oh, man, what a bummer that is. But yeah, it's the only way to do it. And you're just, yeah, it looks because this is what I, I tried comedy. And oh really? I did. I did like five open mics, and the first one was actually the best one. And yeah, I, I, always. I, I, to, I told a story about how, and because it was, you know, it was just a story about how I, I hit myself with my own car and broke uh, my leg. Um, wow. It was the last pizza delivery I ever made, and I was driving down to this, you know, the house. It was on a dirt road. And so mm -hmm. it had the dirt kind of driveway and I was like driving down and I was smoking a blunt on the way down the driveway as I was about to make this delivery. I put the blunt out in the ashtray 
park the car, grab the pizza, walk around the front of the car. I'm halfway to the house. I mean, to the front door, and I heard my engine rev. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, shit. And I turn around, and it's, like, rocking, and it's about – and it's – starts rolling towards their house so i like throw the pizza to the door to get it as close as i could to the door i run to the car i was going to try to run around get in the front door and stop it but yeah i didn't have time so i tried to like superman it and then it just pinned uh, me in, it pinned me against their house uh, and so wow sn- snap my femur and so Holy i'm kind of stuck there it's not as funny. It was, it, I was, te- you know, it's like how you tell it and stuff. So now I'm just kind of telling it in a story form, but yeah. I'll just go ahead and finish it because finish it right on my like back. Stuck. <laughs> I'll see if, if you like it. Uh, I, I'm stuck between the car and the house. My leg is broken. And, but so I, but I went to try to like get out between the car and the house. And that's when my leg just like, it was snapped. So it just like fell. I fell along with it and I'm uh, laying there in these people's yard. I have weed in my pocket. I know uh, like cops are going to be coming soon. So I, I grabbed the weed and I threw it, but it, because it was in like this little plastic baggie, it landed like two feet from me. So, and I couldn't reach it. So I have this weed in a bag laying like, you know, not two feet, but like five feet from me. And uh, yeah. Ultimately, oh my God. <laughs> what a bummer. That, that, yeah, but okay, so but then I was like, I don't want to keep telling this joke over and over the same way, you know, like mm-hmm. that repetition. Like that's what was kind of like a turnoff for me was you're just, but I and I didn't frame it right in my mind. If you think of yourself as an actor and you're like learning lines or something and you rehearse it and you get better at it, I was thinking of it as just kind of like unoriginal. Like I wanted to tell a new joke every night or something. So Yeah, I was the same way. I thought I, I went and saw a guy at an open mic and I like fell in love with this guy. He's so funny. Who is this guy? Went back a week later, he did the same material and it crushed me. I didn't know that was part yeah. of it. But right. apparently it is. <laughs> but it's all how you frame it. So and you're killing it, man. And you're always coming up with new shit and um always eager to see what's next. And you said the Netflix special is coming out in like November. Yeah, early uh, early November, late October, something like that. So it's a quick turnaround, baby, and it's it's pretty dicey. We hit everything: trans, BLM, gay, white, black, anal, Jews. Perfect. So hopefully the kids like it. I'll get some backlash, but maybe it'll create a little buzz. Oh, I love it! I'm excited to see it. And Out to Lunch is out on YouTube right now. You can check that out. You can watch. Oh, yeah. I hate myself. From Joe List, yes, You're, and uh, you know there's Sam Morell stuff out there. I don't know if he's released a special or anything recently. Yeah, maybe he yeah. has, and I feel like he's, an asshole. <laughs> he's got one too called "I Got This." Check it out; it's a killer. And he's got a rooftop Perfect. thing. It's yeah, he's got a lot of stuff. Give, give him a goog. I love him. I, I started following him when we started sponsoring. That we got, we might be drunk, and and his little, he's got kind of like a Stephen Wright, a little bit kind of a thing. I don't know. It's not like one, just his voice, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not. He's it's not like one-liners or whatever. But he's got the gravelly voice. He's kind of like a Telly Geraldo-y, but he's got really smart jokes. He's one of the he's one of the funniest guys in New York, I'd say. So yeah, give him a goog, and uh, I do a pod with him called "We Might Be Drunk." We're starting a whiskey soon, so uh, get on board, folks. Get on the train, and and let's choo choo keep this puppy on the rails and keep on chugging.
Let's go, baby. And uh, join the Patreon. Their Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Oh, we're good. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on. We're at the end of our time. It's fucking been awesome. I'm super stoked to put this one out. Thank you. And just to have a nice conversation with you. We're both doing our thing, so it's cool to talk to someone else who's doing his thing and killing Hell it. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. All right. It's all well. uphill from here, and uh, sorry if I sucked on here. I'm a little hungover, a little gay, but uh, I'm in a hotel in Buffalo, not bragging. So uh, <laughs> enjoy Colorado, enjoy the wife, enjoy the trampoline, and uh, yeah, I'll see you in hell. Thanks for having me. Praise Allah. Yeah. Bye, everyone.